you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It is Friday. Thank God. December 8th. I come in for two days, and I'm like, it's, it's ready. I'm ready for the weekend. Colleen Wolf here for Jamie Erdahl. We have Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty. And uh, you know what? The mm. game last night wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going yeah, to be. It was kind of more. like a fun, very surprising game. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. um, also, I went to Bryant Park. Um, last night. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a nice Christmassy thing okay. to do mm. in New York. I didn't get your suggestions, guys. I've been waiting, so anytime. I made a prediction about you today in our lockbox segment. You LC did? Comes through. Yes, I really did. <laughs> we predicted yesterday what the score was going to be of, of uh, Steelers Patriots. We'll see how, who did well, but I had a Colleen one as well. I, I don't think my regular... Colleen, the well. Bryant Park is, a, is the home of many a Hallmark movie in Christmas. It's romantic. It's lovely. There's a skating rink. What did you do there? Oh, I bought a Christmas ornament. I had some hot chocolate. I mean, I've just been having okay. like a lovely time uh, out Good here. Good place to dull the pain there, too, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, I remember, right? If, if you need to. Uh, Perfect. Back to the pharmacy, as far as I remember. All right. Let's go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes! Lead block. So, this is massive. The Patriots get the win, sure, but the, the Steelers now are 7-6 and six and struggling. Let's go to an iridescent uh, Mike Tomlin and Minka Fitzpatrick after another Steelers loss. Where do you guys go from here? What What is the direction? Of we get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, it's what we always, always do. Um, obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. Mike, what gives you the confidence that you guys can be back after two losses? Because this is what we do. This is who we are. In order to see fruit, you got to toil for it. I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to walk out here and think that they're going to make plays and think that they're going to uh, perform at a high level. Um, I think we need to have more people that want to work for it and not expect it to be handed to them because this is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. You've got to earn everything. And I think that, you know, dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold that they're going to win games. And I think we need to, we need to check that mentality and make people realize that they got to earn that mentality and they got to earn every single blade of grass and every single splash play and every single rep that they get out there. They, they got to earn it. Let's look at the AFC playoff picture as we head into this weekend now. Steelers, bad loss, really bad loss. They go from being in the wild card race and in that playoff position to now the lurking column. And guess who gets back in the playoff picture? The Texans right now are back in the playoff picture. They play the Jets this weekend, which looks like a good, good matchup for them. Of course, the Browns 
and the Ravens, two other AFC North teams, are in. And the Bengals are right there on the outside coming off a win. Really clouded picture after that one-two seat. This is why it gets fun. We've got a couple weeks left to go in the year, and it's still anybody's ballgame. Four more games for these teams, but for the Steelers, it is such crunch time. They came out. I thought that they would be a little bit... um, I guess like crisper when they came out in this game, coming off of the way that the game ended against the Cardinals. It was terrible. Um, But instead, Bailey Zappi and the Patriots just march right down the field, the opening drive touchdown. What was your thoughts on how this game unfolded, especially that first half for Bailey Zappi? It was almost like the teams were flipped. Like the New England Patriots looked like a team fighting to stay in the playoffs Uh and to continue to keep going and try to get as far in as they could, wild card and moving up. The Steelers looked like the team that was 2-10, and which was very surprising coming off a loss to a 2-10. This is the first time in NFL history team above 500 loses to two teams back-to-back that are eight games or below 500. Yeah. But the Steelers, they were a team, and you heard Minka Fitzpatrick's comments after the game, and he's talking about what guys need to do and wearing the black and yellow and what it means and all of that. But you look at them defensively, they came out and Bailey Zappi, you just said it, Kyle, they couldn't get the ball past the 30. They came out and went straight down the field, a big play to Juju Smith-Schuster. Then they're hitting Hunter Henry over the middle. And it was opportunities. You look at that last Hunter Henry touchdown, and that should be intercepted. Kazi's right there and doesn't make the play. So there's so many question marks around this Steelers team. You heard them chanting from Mason Rudolph in the first half. And I said it when Kenny Pickett went down. They were already in offense that were absolutely struggling. Then you enter Mitch Trubisky. You can't expect this team to now take another step when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. But last night, the surprising thing to me was the defense. The offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers just hasn't been good. And for them to allow New England to come down the first half and kind of just set the tempo and put up 21 first-half points, when a lot of us, you're looking at the score, you heard Al Michaels allude to it when it got to 31 points. Well, there goes everybody else's thoughts who thought mm-hmm. this game was going mm-hmm. to be under 30. So, very surprising. This is a Steelers team that we expected, especially going into the season. We had them in the playoffs, and just the way they've been trending, to see them play last night and then the Cardinals game, very upsetting to where they're trying to get to in this postseason. Two, two terrible back-to-back losses. I, to lose to the Cardinals, a two-win team in your building on a Sunday, is like, all right, that's going to happen. That, that, the one o'clock, it's a terrible Flush loss. Flush it out. Flush, no, yeah, all right, well, we have a short week. Let's right. go back and let's get right. Let's just get it out of the system. And then to look even worse in the first half against a, a Patriots team that, yes, as well coached as they might be, is coming in having been shut out at home to the Los Angeles Chargers six to nothing four days <laughs> earlier. Oh, God. Uh, they're chanting Mason Rudolph. Yeah, early. Yeah. The Steelers, they signed Trubisky, and it's like they had him. We know what he is. Like it's not. And then they're chanting for Mason Rudolph, chanting for Mason Rudolph. And then you, after the game, see some of the stuff, just the analytics. I, I'm not a huge next-gen stats means everything. George Pickens, one of the electric deep threats in the game, one of the most electric receivers once he gets the hands of the ball. George Pickens, who has made all these big plays with Pickett in the fourth quarter, and has been. Non-existent. Just it was anemic, and Tomlin can say it's what we do. We're confident. They've already fired the offensive coordinator. Now you've got this two-headed monster that we did flips about after they had 400 yards in a game, and we're like, all right, we got to fix. They've got an offensive coordinator, but there's another guy who draws the plays up. Another guy calls the plays. Pickens, look at him. Just come on. Um, you're a Steelers <laughs> fan right now. You can listen to it any way you want. Like the offense is just not good enough to win games, and I don't know if it's going to get fixed in the final four weeks of the season. It's not, and it's unbelievably bad. Here's how historically bad it is. Teams that have winning records, that have an offense this bad, and this is, again, after the coordinator goes, all time, all time. 
Oh, wow. 16.2. I mean, I'm looking up. That 2005 Bears team was like Rex Grossman was hurt and Kyle Orton is in, but Erlacher was cracking skulls, so they still won. Like, the Steelers are one of the worst offenses ever on a team that matters, and they're rapidly not mattering. Like, I'm, I'm looking so st- – directly at Mike Tomlin is that you can do like the cool Tomlin tough guy act ever and that's who we are your 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 team captain is in the locker room saying that people need to start working harder um the offense is terrible as Jason pointed out the defense didn't show up these two last weeks I think were the worst two weeks in Mike Tomlin's time there like this is that bad and we're entering one of the biggest games that we've seen the Steelers play in a couple years against the Colts next week you have to win and I do that what Mink is saying the players do you just see the Steelers you're like they're still stealing their way through this Mm -hmm. they're not like they're slowly giving this away you can't lose that game you can't I do have to say a couple things about the Patriots holy crap that was a great night it's fun did you see (laughs) I mean two two old war horses first of all Zeke Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. There was an interception that Bailey threw that is an easy pick six for the Steelers. Watch Ezekiel at the top of the screen. Just booking. And that is a touchdown. That is exactly what Pittsburgh needed when their offense is terrible. Unbelievable play by him. Like, it's, it's, look, it's not DK chasing down Buddha, but it is all effort on a terrible team for a guy who doesn't need to do that if he doesn't feel like it's amazing. But I do have to put this bow on it. Afterwards, there's this video of Matthew Slater in, in the locker room and ah, our coach isn't afraid of towels and like just this great thing. I look on Instagram, the Patriots Instagram, okay? And it's like final and the score and they're celebrating and the caption is primetime dub. You guys, these comments, first comment, <laughs> why did we do that? <laughs> Second comment, y'all don't even know how to tank correctly. I'm actually mad that we won. What the hell are you guys doing? And my favorite comment, Watch us win our next few games, have no quarterback in the draft, and have to chase after Kirk Cousins instead. Like, that, there's a weird thing. We all know Patriots fans who are like, let's lose. It's working. This is great. There's a, a thing amongst the New England fan base that's like, that was not good last night, yeah. guys. We just blew our future. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm, I'm more about, like, finish 3-14. and, and 14. Get a win at, at prime time. But there's some people who are mad about it, and I see their take completely. <laughs> It's funny that you say that, too, because I was thinking to myself, it's almost like the Patriots are taking out all of their frustration from the entire season on the Steelers Mm -hmm. in this game. And it was like Ezekiel Elliott was finally getting involved and he finally got his touches. It was almost like a therapy session for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. You see him doing things that he hasn't done all year long or even in years, (laughs) in fact. So the way that Bailey Zappi came out in this game, he hit on, um, I think it was like 14 of his first 21 passes, he was just all on. They were locked in. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's giving people hugs pre-game. And <laughs> then he comes effort. out and has a really nice game. Juju's been invisible all season, goes yes. back to Pittsburgh and looks like the Juju of old. It was incredible. Yeah, I don't know what got into them. But, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fans that are unhappy that all of a sudden they just decided to show up and, and have a little bit of life and show some spark and have a pulse finally. But I think that it's really good for the players just psychologically to have a game like that and to be able to go out and still feel good about what they were able to do. Now, I don't know what this says about the Steelers' defense because that opening drive touchdown, they marched right down the field. It was 75 yards, immediate touchdown. So there's a lot of issues in uh, Pittsburgh, and it's almost like the Cardinals beat them twice, but now they have to fight to go back into the playoff picture, and it's been kind of fluky all season long with the Steelers, and now they kind 
kind of are, are, are proving that as they fall out of contention after two bad games back-to-back in four days. Ian Rappaport, he knows all he about does. it. He watched this game. An important piece of the Steelers' defense went down last night. What's the latest, Ian, with Alex Highsmith? That was bad. Yeah, that was bad. A scary neck injury early on in the game. If the Steelers are going to do anything this season, if they're going to make that final playoff push, it would certainly help to have one of their two elite pass rushers. Obviously, T.J. Watt, we know, got banged up early, came back. Alex Highsmith was originally declared questionable during the game, then was ruled out. Seemed like a Patriots tackle kind of got him around the neck and wrung him down and Uh, That was a neck injury. Mike Tomlin saying after the game he has a neck injury of some sort, so really no definitive word from Tomlin. Going to have tests today on that neck, but the fact that they have several extra days to get ready for the next game at least gives them a chance to play next week, although obviously we will see what is in store for Alex Highsmith. Meanwhile, staying in this division for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson did not practice yesterday. This has been a familiar thing over the last couple years, but it was his first mispractice of the entire season. He was sick. Lamar Jackson was sick, dealing with an illness. We've actually seen this over the last several years. It is that time of year to get sick. Lamar Jackson, the fact that he mispracticed with just an illness, I would say at least a good sign that it's not going to affect his availability for their big-time game against the Rams this weekend. Well, he's just like us. Athletes, they are just like everybody else. They get sick. It's that time of year. It's the holidays. Everyone is sniffling and coughing, and hopefully it's nothing more than that. So, Ian, um, hopefully you don't get sick anytime soon because we need you out here working the phone lines. Thank you. We'll talk to you a little later. Glad that you're feeling okay. (laughs) So the Steelers, they take the loss last night. Here's a look at the schedule for the rest of the AFC North in Week 14. There's playoff implications all over the place. The Colts take on the Bengals, who are coming off a win with Jake Browning. The Jags are going to Cleveland to take on the Browns, and the Rams are headed to Baltimore. So at the top of the division, I know, really good. Um, By a thin margin are the Ravens just sitting up there kind of hanging on. Um, So what kind of message can they send, not only to the rest of the AFC North, but the entire league on Sunday? I think what the Ravens did to the the Lions a couple weeks ago was a major statement. Mm -hmm. Then they had two weeks, and they did the same exact thing to the Seahawks a few weeks later. Can they do it to the Rams? These NFC teams come to our building, we blow them right out. Because I think now everyone's looking for those teams that separate themselves. They're all this muddled mess here. I think everyone's going to be watching this game at 1 o'clock. Rams are red hot. They've got playoff dreams. The Ravens, though, can they separate themselves? I think a a, a blowout win is asking a lot, but I think a convincing win is not, especially in that building where they've done it to two NFC teams that were in playoff contention. You remember, the Seahawks came in. The Seahawks were the two seed in the NFC, and we started saying, well, Seahawks might be better than the Niners. Seahawks haven't been the same since what the Ravens did to them. So. I'm curious to see if the Ravens can do it again, especially if Lamar Jackson is battling an illness and especially if Mark Andrews is not on the field. Yeah, you just mentioned Mark Andrews. I think the statement they can send, they go out there and win this game. And if they get something from Isaiah Likely, he, to me, is the question mark on this offense because we've seen it hitting on cylinders where Lamar's back there and he's getting it to Zay Flowers. Or we see Odell Beckham on a Thursday night game catch a slant and take off. Isaiah Likely is the guy because Harbaugh said they didn't know that they were interested in a Zach Ertz or bringing somebody else in. They were confident in the guys that they had 
had in their room. And you remember a year ago, we were in preseason, they were calling him Baby Mark Andrews, and Lamar was talking about how much he liked Isaiah uh, Likely and his athleticism and his ability to run after the catch. So I look at this game, and I think the Ravens get a win, but I think if they can get him going, it will answer a lot of question marks in the red zone and different things of that nature from that tight end position. I think back to the you know when the schedule release happens in the season, and we're doing the offseason, we all ooh and ah of everybody's schedule. Baltimore's schedule comes out, and you're like, okay, bam. Week 13 bye. That's fine. Yes. Let's get there at 8 and 4, 9 and 3. 9 and 3, they go into the bye. I love the late bye because it's like you come out of that, that chamber and you're like, now let's go. I want you in shape. I want you ready. I want you crisp. I want you healthy. I want you rested. Every single game they have on the schedule from here on out matters. It's all a team that matters. And we've, I think, after last night, realizing it, the folly of just assuming wins. Yep. You just like yeah. when you watch what the Steelers just did and you say like, oh, well, you know, the Arizona Cardinals at home, the Patriots at home, they can handle that's two wins. It's two losses. It's total folly. So when you see Baltimore, <laughs> hey, they can handle L.A. at home. You don't know that at all. Like it, it is all on the table. This is why we lift all those weights. The Ravens should look sharp and just run through this thing, because honestly, that week 13 bye is a gift from the football gods. You should be fresh and fast on this this Sunday and they should beat the Rams. But I don't know if they will. They need to show that they can be efficient and that they can be um, that they can go down the field without Mark Andrews as you just yeah. mentioned but also we've seen them get behind in the playoffs in January we know that they can run the ball but we know that that is an issue yeah. for them so if they don't have another pass catcher that really steps up that could be a problem moving forward I don't know who needs a pass catcher to step up more I don't know if it's the Ravens or the Chiefs because mm. they both sort of need that and they're both kind of hanging around at the top of the AFC mm. so that'll be a fun one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You look at this. If we were to have this playoff start right now, the Houston Texans are back in because of that Steelers loss. AFC North, you've got the Ravens, the Browns. They're in right now. Steelers and Bengals are right on the outside. But what a loaded, loaded division. And guess what, guys? There are some incredible games this weekend. Mm, I know. I mean, listen, when you look at what's over on the uh, NFC side of things, Mm -hmm. Peter, uh, it's just a huge slate here with uh, one of the highest stakes right there with the Eagles taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off that huge win Mm -hmm. over the Seahawks. They finally got a win over a team with a 500 record, but now that team doesn't have a 500 record anymore, so Uh, I don't really know what that means. Let's focus, though, on those two teams here with the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC. So, And then we have the Eagles and the Cowboys, obviously, in the NFC. Of those four teams, we're going to go through here, Mm -hmm. ask a couple questions, because these are the two biggest matchups. Whose win would make the loudest statement out of everyone on the board, Jason? I'm going to start, and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. And the reason for that, these other teams obviously will be big wins. Cowboys would be in front of them in a division, but there's still so many. 
for the Buffalo Bills, they lose this game. Your playoff chances just continue to decrease. They win this game. They knock one off of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we're talking about the chance for the Buffalo Bills of like, well, maybe they do have a shot. Maybe they can win out or maybe lose one of these games and walk their way into the playoffs. When we said it yesterday, for them to get into the playoffs, they're going to need one of the best performances from Josh Allen. So you look at this one. This is them and the Kansas City Chiefs. You throw all the stats out the window, this is going to be a heavy hitter game. And I think if Buffalo wins this one, we're going to be talking about and this shakes up the playoffs a lot. I, of course it's a huge win for all four teams, yeah. and Buffalo would keep their season alive, but I got to think it's Dallas. I think it's got to be Dallas. This is the story of the Cowboys season. You beat the bad teams, you lose to the good yeah. teams. Well, here's your arch nemesis, and they're pretty darn good, and they're coming in hobbling after a loss to the 49ers, where not only physically they got beat up, I think their egos might have taken a little bit of a shot, too. So psychologically, if they go into Dallas and Dallas gives the business to Philly, it's a statement around the league. It's also a statement to the San Francisco 49ers who are sitting up on their perch and they're like, we beat both these two peons. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You beat the Cowboys of September. Mm -hmm. You didn't beat this team. You haven't beaten the team that we're playing right now. Um, the Mike McCarthy appendix situation is a little it. concerning. No yeah. one, no one sees. It. Everyone's like, oh, they're better off without him anyway. Like, <laughs> no, McCarthy's been, really been coaching good. his ass off yeah, this year, so I'm very curious to see how he is and what health is and what he missed not being there for a bit. Yeah. Um, Dallas, what a statement it would be if they beat the Eagles. I tend to agree with you because it'll be a two-pronged statement. It's about them, and then there'll be so much talk about Philly. Like, there'll be a mm-hmm. lot of talk uh-huh. about mm-hmm. Wait a second. There's, I think there's four NFC teams that really matter. It, it's, you know, it's those two. It's San Francisco, and then it's Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're telling me you just lost back-to-back to two of them? Like, in back-to-back weeks, mm-hmm. Philly, like, you know, like, the panic will set in everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Dallas is like, listen, I'm, I'm with you, though, Peter. I'm like... The conversation about Dallas is going to immediately go to San Francisco. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. We beat yeah. Philly, and then it's like every take afterwards, and be like, yeah, but come on, you're not yeah. San Francisco, which is unfair, but that's how we do it. Um, I think it is, look, I think if the Bills win, kind of in the same way, I think 80% of the conversation is about what's wrong with the Chiefs. They just lost again. That's where we are right, right now. We, we expect certain things for certain teams, and when they lose late, we're like, what's wrong? What's yeah, wrong? Yeah. So it's two interesting Kyle, matchups, but I'll start, yeah. Is that not a, a, a microcosm of society today? What? <laughs> you want a minute to talk about it? <laughs> and look ahead. at this. There's all this good in the world. You know, there's a team wins, and we want to celebrate it, and our immediate reaction is the negative, the pessimism, the sadness. That is not just the football media. It's media as a whole. Colleen, on to you. Thank oh, my you, gosh. Wow. Um, I'm going to try. Well, I mean, because I was going to go negative here as well. Um, of course. But okay. Because it, for me, it's the Bills. Like, if they lose this game, they fall to below five. Six they're six seven. and seven. They're three and six in the conference at that point. I don't. Know. So then they would not have any of the tiebreaker yeah, scenarios. Yeah. And I don't know what Josh Allen we're going to get in this game. I never really know because against Philly, we saw him, especially in the second half of that game, really show the old vintage Josh Allen where he's running around, he's making plays, but he's not making mistakes. I don't know which one is going to show up and it's just a huge stage for them, obviously playing the Chiefs. So they, everyone is going to be talking about them if they don't show up and they fall to below 500. That's not what they were supposed to do this season. No, he's, it's not he's what the been Bills do. fantastic against the Chiefs, especially at yes. Arrowhead we talked about yesterday. I made one joke yesterday in past where I said Allen had stadium, and like, oh, I'm just like, joking. Like ten it. people get jumped it. me, <laughs> just jumped me. I'm just kidding. He jinxed I'm just, us. Yeah, messing around. Okay, He's all right. Good there. But you know what? 
uh, people, nerves are touchy right now. It's uh, Emotions are high. But between the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, which team could use a Superman, speaking of Josh Allen, performance from their quarterback the most, Jay? Everything you two guys just said, it's Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. You just talked about what an opportunity yeah. would be if the Cowboys win this game. And what everybody's saying about Philly, the conversation has been Jalen Hurts and he's holding the ball to him, whatever, his knee, anything. A Superman performance for him would silence everybody of just, mm-hmm. no, this is Jalen Hurts. There's no question marks around our quarterback, his work ethic, his process, everything that he talks about on a week-to-week basis. So for me, it's Philly. Him showing up, getting the ball to A.J. Brown, him being able to maybe take off from the pocket and make a few plays, running the ball as well. I think it starts and ends with Jalen Hurts on this question when it comes to the quarterback. Peter, you've been doing this long enough. I, I'm thinking about you on this. You ever have a take that you put yourself out there for and you put your name on it and you look in that camera and mm-hmm. you, you, you throw in on a player, maybe throw against the player, and then that game you feel like, wow, I have a lot invested. I'm like, I'm thinking about David Carr this week. And it's like, if Jalen Hurts has a fantastic game and runs and dissects from the pocket, yeah. it's got to hurt. And yeah. I really empathize with him because I've thrown against players and then they look like a first ballot guy all the time. Like, you, the Hurts thing is massive. <laughs> David Carr's going to catch crap if he's really good. And on the other hand, I don't know, if he struggles, if he, if he struggles. <laughs> like, look at it, play it again, DC. Oh, he can't no. do it again. I mean, I feel like there's a lot at stake in that for one of our colleagues. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it is. Yeah, you a know, we're, we're, we're really, we're pulling for a lot of different things um, in that scenario. But I think the, the quarterback that has the most to prove, it's actually uh, the quarterback that's up here that kind of has the least to prove, but his team needs him the most in this game, and that's Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. because of the way that the offense has just not been scoring points. It's just very un-Mahomes-like. And their pass catchers, after Travis Kelsey, we talked about it so many times. We thought it was going to be an issue last year after they traded away Tyreek Hill, and it wasn't. They still went to the Super Bowl. They won it. This year, it's just different. And the, the communication, we've seen a lot of different issues. We've seen the drops that have been a problem. So they need Patrick Mahomes to be an absolute superstar because Mahomes, he's trying to do everything he can. He's second on the team in rushing right now, too. Like, he cannot do it all. He needs, though, too, because his team is not elevating, like, the way that he usually does and that they usually do for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I, I, I know we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum the last two days, especially, and especially uh, you know with what's going on in the season. I, I also look at what is just up in Buffalo as a whole. Like, Let's keep this thing together right yeah. now as much as we can. There was the press conference yesterday. Yep, there was the yep, article yep. that came out by mm-hmm. Ty Dunn. That you've got all this stuff going on. And it's like, what if I just throw the team on my back and we get out of Arrowhead and we win? And, like, does that silence everything? Does that put us in a little bit of a breathing room here where it's not everyone on the hot seat and worried and bated breath about what we're talking about um, in the locker room after the game? I just think Josh Allen has it in him. He's done it in Arrowhead before. Kyle, you've mentioned it. It's not just the, the 13 seconds game. He's got two other wins in that building. Yes, they were the regular season, but he has been a winner in Arrowhead as well. 12 touchdowns, one interception in Arrowhead. So say what you want about the Bills and what a disappointment they've been. There's still a path to the playoffs, and if they win in this game, it takes a lot of heat off a lot yeah. of people. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so how about this one? Which yeah. of these four teams will be the biggest story on Monday, win or lose, Jay? I'm piggybacking right off of what you were just saying. The Buffalo Bills, I think, they're going to be the story on Monday, win or lose. And a lot of it has to do with everything you just said, the stuff going on outside of the football field. And I think when you're in a team, and especially if they lose this game, you're under 500 and you're struggling to get into the playoffs, it's hard to imagine a playoff scenario 
scenario that doesn't include Josh Allen as a quarterback, and that could be the case. I think come Monday, you're going to start to question and say, all right, what's really going on with Buffalo? You're going to go and you're going to read Dunn's article and try to figure out and dissect it, and all of the little things just start to bubble to the surface. When you're winning, a lot of those things go unspoken. Nobody's worried about the locker room or what Diggs is doing or what. When you start losing games, or even for them when you start winning these games, now you're going to say, all right, who's it on? Is it Are they winning all because of Josh Allen? Are they winning in spite of Sean McDermott? To me, there's going to be a lot of questions come Monday, no matter what happens in this one. I'm going with uh, we're the NFL network, you know, we're like every other network. Mm-hmm. Win or lose, it's the Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> That's what it is. And I think it's it's in this case, it's warranted. I think if they beat the Eagles and they do it convincingly, like we're talking about an NFL power. Yeah. We're also talking about the MVP, probably leader. And that's yeah. no offense to Purdy, what he's doing. You think if Dallas loses this epic of a story? I think if they lose, it's a big oh, story. Yeah. Because they're going to make them? the playoffs and it's going to be like, yeah, but same thing as every year. You know, There's a, this, this feels right now as we are in December 7th, it feels like a special Cowboys team. But come December 10th, if they lose, it's not. It's the same thing. We're back to where we were. It's, it's uh, you know. See, if okay. they win or lose, that's the same thing. You go Wait back, you play the Niners in the playoffs, and you lose. Like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, their whole season, I, I just feel like, comes down to their division around Yes. Game. We know they're going to be in. It's going to be against them or, Nian, or the Niners. Or maybe It's just like it's all for that. I, I agree with you. It's Dallas. But I, I want to go back to what Jason said. It's like. So we're playing the Hunger Games with quarterbacks right now in the AFC. Yeah. Like, there's only a few left standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them is Josh Allen. And you're telling me that a team could be looking at not getting to the playoffs and that spot goes to Gardner Minshew or Jake Browning Joe or a Flacco. rookie C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. or Joe Flacco, and you have a healthy Josh Allen. Like, there's only a few guys left. It's true. You know, we got Mahomes and Lamar and Span. Josh. And, like, Mahomes, Mahomes and Lamar are fine. Tua is fine. Josh Allen's 100% healthy, and these other people are just are doing the Lord of the Great Flies. Point, <laughs> you got to make the playoffs True. this year. Of all, this is going to be the year. That's that's not. A it's goal. one thing if it's Justin Herbert, yeah. and you're like, well, right. just, he just can't get yeah. it right. And then, no, 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 no. This is Josh Allen. There's seven uh-huh. spots, Burrow. and there's about four star quarterbacks still standing in the AFC. Maybe five. You got you can't get a spot with with healthy Josh. It's it's not a good look. Win or lose, it's the Cowboys. Like this is so easy for me because <laughs> everything sets up for them here to win, considering they're coming off the mini buy. They're undefeated at home. They're averaging over 40 points per game since that uh, the last time that they met up with the Eagles. But if they end up losing this game to a what should be a tired Eagles team coming off that Niners yeah. game where they got absolutely embarrassed Gross. and slapped at home, like I can already hear Michael Irvin. I can hear Stephen A. The sure. rants. Like if they win, it's like Dak is an MVP. Mm-hmm. They're going so far in the playoffs. Yeah. Like they they need a rematch with the Niners. It's all lining up for them. So either way, the storylines are so hot. And I mean, the Bills need it for the state. Standings, but the Cowboys, they need it for the actual airways and like yeah. the media because everyone will be on that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We are now joined by one of the best personalities in all of football. He's in his seventh season with the Buffalo Bills. Please give a warm welcome to our friend, the snowman, Dion yeah. Dawkins. Let's go, Dion. Let's go, baby. Man, what's up, yo? How you doing? <laughs> 
It's good to see you. Come on. We like the hat, Snow University. We're going to start with something serious, though, Dion. You know, you've been announced yeah. as the Bills nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. An incredible honor. What does this nomination mean to you? And just tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in the community. Well, uh, first of all, good morning to all of y'all there. Um, but this, uh, this, this nominee, this, um, this is, this is a big one, man. This is, this is one that that can't be bought. It can't be faked. It can't be, be um, just given. Like you know, like this is this is one that has to come from a lot of work, a lot of a lot of personalities, a lot of thumbs ups, and uh, less thumbs down. Um, you have to be one with yourself, and you have to be true. But this is this is the biggest accomplishment that I could ever achieve just to be um, in a group of men that are doing great things for usually people that they don't know. And uh, not that it's hard to do things for people, but, you know, like in this world, like people make it seem like it's it's hard to be a good person. And uh, it's crazy how we're talking about getting an award or something like that just for being a good person. And um, I just choose to love over hate. And um, this is just, this is, this is special. And to, 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 to get it twice, you know, it's a, it's a testimony to my relationship with God and my family and the people in my community and even the people here in, in the building that, that helped me and guide me in so many ways of, of where, you know, presence is needed. It's beautiful. You were that guy in New Jersey. You're that guy at Temple. You're that guy in Buffalo. And you're a special person. And you, you've earned this. And it's just an awesome way to start this Friday morning. It's okay to be nice. It's okay to be good. And uh, that should rise above all. That's really moving stuff, Dion. I, I look at this team right now coming off the bye. We've talked about it on our show. We've picked it apart a little bit. It's like the AFC. So many teams could have won games and just put you guys in a And everyone's just losing games. It's almost like they're keeping the door open for you guys. And now you have right. this stretch. Chiefs. Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. It's doable. What is the message coming out of the bye and as you head to Arrowhead, a place that you've won two times? Well, um, the, the message coming out is, uh, is obviously kill or be killed, but kind of just stand on business. You know, um, we understand that, that we have a job and uh, we were put here to do a job and we're not losers. Um, this organization has turned into something different over the previous years. And, uh, and McDermott and the, and the crew have us on that direction. We, we understand that we, put, that we put ourselves in a position that, you know, it's a little tougher and it's hard to win games. But if we just play the style of ball that we know how to, if we allow Josh to be the person that he's supposed to, if we protect and get those guys that need that ball, that ball, then we're, we're going to be okay. And uh, we have to put one foot in front of another and not look at it as a five-week run and look at it as a, a day run or, or, or a weekly run. A single individual battle, it's easier to win in the current situation than plan for, you know, 10 weeks down. You know, like we have to do it now. And we have to do it one day at a time by mastering our individual processes because everyone has their own process, whether it's the hot tub, cold tub, sauna, whatever that might be. We have to master our individual processes, which is our individual games, which helps us win those weekly end of the week games.
No doubt about it. Just handling your 111th, that makes a team effort, and that's how you come out on top. Hey, Dion, you know, every week here on the show, we do a segment called The Fit List. We like to highlight some of the best fashion each and every week of what you guys are rocking, walking into the stadium. You were a highlight a few weeks ago. Yep. Monday night, you guys are getting ready to play the Broncos, and you show up in the best fit of the week. You got the sweatpants, no shirt. Take us through this look. What goes into it? What's your inspiration? Just tell us about it. Man, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. Uh, most of the time, like, and it's, it's, it's a couple times now that I haven't had, had a shirt. Uh, I usually just don't have a shirt. You know, I don't have a shirt that could go with the fit, and I'm just like, cool. And we're going with the with the the uh, tattoos, but that fit specifically. Uh, I think I had a Mary pants on, and then I had Jordan fours on, if I'm correct, or or, or fives. But um, uh, it was it was just dark, man. Like, but I said, look, it's cold outside. We need some personality. We need a smile. We need just a little juice. Cool. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna do me. And that's me, you know, coming in there, no shirt, tattoos, personality, throwing up, love, you know, and just uh, and just being me. But I'm kind of liking that that no shirt vibe, you know, like that, like that just shows the world that, you know, big boys got it, too. Like, you don't got to be these skinny dudes walking around to show off the goods, man. <laughs> hey, big boys got it too. That's the headline of the interview. Big boys got it too. Right. Dion, man, keep doing your thing. Appreciate you coming through, checking us this morning, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all always. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 